There are 281 official cities and towns in the state of Washington, according to the Washington State Association of Cities, and every one of them has a unique story to tell. Some have hundreds of stories, others perhaps just one major story. All of them have their own character, vibe, ambiance, and backstory, and many of them have weird, interesting, or unusual ways they got their names. I mean, how else could you explain towns with names like Chumstick, PL, Electric City, and Cedra Woolley? Why is there no university in University Place? What happened that earned one town the name Slaughter? And what exactly do people do in Hump Tulips? Fear not, my loyal listeners, all will be revealed in this Washington City Names episode of Washington Our Home. Welcome back to the podcast about the greatest state in the lower 48. I'm your fearless field guide, Eric Ebel. Join me as we delve into the origin stories of Washington's towns and cities. Oh, the places you'll go in this definitive pronunciation guide for Washington State. This is part two of a three-part series looking at Washington's notoriously difficult county, city, and geographic names, so favorite these episodes if you want to sound like you live here. There are basically three types of municipalities in Washington. Some are called cities, like Seattle and Spokane. Some are called towns, like Wilkeson and Waterville. And some are known as census-designated places, basically wide spots in the road, as former Washington Governor Christine Gregoire once called them. Here's the basic timeline for cities and towns in Washington. A long time ago, people decided to start living near each other to make life easier. These little villages and communities were sometimes formed organically, and other times they were platted, that is, established by a surveying method that determined in advance where population centers would grow up. After being platted, these little places would sometimes grow and prosper or peter out and disappear, depending on circumstances. If the nearby coal mine ran dry, or the timber supply was over-harvested, people would slowly move out and find work elsewhere, eventually leaving what are known as ghost towns, a future episode topic to be sure. When towns did well, their citizens would usually apply for a post office. It's at this point that places would have to pick their official name. Up to this point, many places were named after the first settler in the area, a military installation, the Native American term for a place, or a nearby geographical feature. Now that it's getting serious, people need to agree on what to call their little oasis in the wilderness, and it's not considered official until the U.S. government says so. Take Lacey, Washington, for example. Up until it applied for a post office in 1891, the settlement was called Woodland, in recognition of the pioneer settler Isaac Wood, who took out a 320-acre donation land claim in 1852. But when the federal government denied the post office on account of there already being a Woodland down in Cowlitz and Clark counties, citizens had to think quick. Though the full story is likely lost to history, the closest guess is that local real estate developer O.C. Lacey likely submitted his own name on the postal application, leading to the moniker that we all know and love today. Once a town is platted, settled, and applies for and receives a post office, one of the final steps is incorporation, which Lacey didn't do until 1966. Again, according to the Washington State Association of Cities, cities and towns incorporate under one of four classifications, first-class city, second-class city, town, or optional municipal code. 
Most cities in the state are optional code cities, except for the code cities, a city's classification is based on its population at the time of incorporation. So while all cities and towns have the same basic authority to perform general government functions, some classifications, like these code cities, exercise a broader degree of self-government, known as home rule, than do others. Waitsburg, Washington, for example, remains the last city in the state to operate under its territorial charter, as revised in 1886. Now, finding the exact difference between a town and a city is tricky. Different areas define them differently. The best I could find is that the terms town, city, and village are more about the form of government adopted at incorporation and not about the size of the population at all. In fact, Washington doesn't even have any official villages. You may have heard of the 1908 artist colony turned affluent Bellevue suburb of Beaux-Arts Village, but technically it became a town when it incorporated in 1954. So even though you might think of them in terms of size, Big cities, small towns, and tiny remote places, size apparently has nothing to do with it. And speaking of tiny remote places, what about those wide spots in the road we mentioned earlier? A census-designated place is a concentration of population identified by the United States Census Bureau for statistical purposes. CDPs are delineated every 10 years as the statistical counterparts of incorporated places like cities, towns, and villages. So how many CDPs are in Washington? Well, lots. Lots and lots and lots. Check out a Google satellite map of Washington and watch as you zoom in. You'll start to see all sorts of names you've never heard before. Many of them exist at rural crossroads, while others are seemingly out in the middle of nowhere. Places like Shrek, Irby, Bacon, Freedom, Chumstick, Mold, and Ernie's Grove. But there are people there. Not a lot of them, but enough to be counted by the U.S. Census. Which is an excellent segue into our first commercial break of this episode. Back after this. Blackfoot, Navajo, Cree, Aleut, Choctaw, Sioux, Pueblo, Shoshone, Apache, Gila, all American Indians and Alaska Natives. We need an accurate count for the 2020 Census. It is very important as the census data is used to inform the funding of resources and programs in our communities, and it will affect the next generation. Shape our future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. For today's City Names episode of Washington Our Home, I decided the 281 official cities and towns would serve as our basic list. A few ground rules going in. If a city or town has the same name as a county, I'm skipping it here. You can go back and listen to the county names episode for pronunciation tips there. Also, a majority of Washington's city and town names need no pronunciation guide. If you're looking for help finding the right way to say Long Beach, Ocean Park, or Seaview, well, you just might need help in a more general sense. So I've hand-selected 70 or so of the trickiest Washington city and town names, arranged them in alphabetical order, and will give you not only the right way to pronounce them, but a little bit of history about how they came to be. And of course, I'll sprinkle in some trivia for you along the way. A quick note before we dive in, many of these names are Native American in origin, but maybe a British, French, Spanish, or American mispronunciation of an actual Native word. Nevertheless, if the place is known by its mistaken moniker, that's what it is called. 
We'll cover Native American place names in part three of this pronunciation guide come January. First up is a town spelled A-L-B-I-O-N in Whitman County. This place is pronounced Albion and was changed from its original name of Guy in 1901. Next is a city spelled A-L-G-O-N-A in King County, pronounced Algona. It was originally called Valley City until it was denied a post office. A town meeting in 1910 selected the Indian name Algoma, meaning Valley of Flowers, but a typo on the application left it forever named Algona with an N. A Skagit County city is next in line. This one is spelled A-N-A-C-O-R-T-E-S, and while it could be Anacortes or even Anacortes, it is correctly pronounced Anacortes. Fidalgo Island's main city changed its name from Ship Harbor. How's that for a generic place name? In 1876, after the town Platter decided to give it a Spanish-sounding version of his own wife's name, Anna Curtis. Apparently he had some real estate ambitions and thought Anna Curtis sounded better than Ship Harbor. And I can't say he was wrong, even if it was misguided. Fourth on the list is the aforementioned town of Bozarts Village in King County. This one is spelled B-E-A-U-X space A-R-T-S space village, and was established by the Western Academy of Bozarts in 1908. They intended for it to become the preeminent arts and crafts center of the Pacific Northwest. Membership in the Academy used to cost $200. Today, membership comes with home ownership. So while it's spelled with an X... It's pronounced with a Z, Beaux-Arts. Next up in King County is the city of B-E-L-L-E-V-U-E, a name found frequently across America with various spellings. On first glance, it could be mistaken for Bellevue, but it is, in fact, pronounced Bellevue. Easy. Down to Clickitat County for this one, spelled B-I-N-G-E-N, it looks like Bingen, but is actually pronounced Bingen. This Columbia River city was named in 1892 after a German city, also located on a river, named Bingen on the Rhine. Still in the Bs, our next town has been known to trip up even lifelong Thurston County residents. B-U-C-O-D-A, which is often called Bucoda, or even Bucoda, is correctly pronounced Bucoda, with the U making a U sound. Bucota, originally called Siatco, after an Indian word meaning devil, was the site of Washington's first territorial prison and renamed in the 1870s by combining the first two letters of the last names of three affluent mine owners in the area, Buckley, Coulter, and David. Hence, Bucoda. King County's city, spelled B-U-R-I-E-N, is another case of a U pronounced U. Burian was a misspelling of early settler Gottlieb Burian's name. He spelled his B-U-R-I-A-N. Down to Clark County in southwest Washington, this city is spelled C-A-M-A-S and pronounced Camas. It's named after the small, onion-like vegetable that Native Americans harvested prior to European settlement. Camas was originally called Luckhamas, very similar to other Washington cities like La Center, La Connor, or La Push. Some nearby features around Camas are still spelled with the L-A and are sometimes pronounced Lacamas. 
Rounding out the first ten is the Pierce County town spelled C-A-R-B-O-N-A-D-O, which looks similar to Colorado and is often mistakenly pronounced Carbonado. But this former mining town is pronounced Carbonado. It's named after the nearby Carbon River, which is named after the vast network of coal veins that existed in the area. When the Pacific Coast Coal Company pulled up stakes in the 1920s, they flooded the mines and left nothing but a tricky name behind. We've got a lot to go through, so I'm going to breeze past a number of these. C-A-T-H-L-A-M-E-T, the Wakayakum County seat that looks like Cathlamet, is actually pronounced Cathlamet, and is named for the Cathlamet Native American tribe. They spell their name with a K. C-H-E-H-A-L-I-S is pronounced Chehalis, and is also a Native American name given to the Lewis County seat in 1883 after it changed its name from Saunders Bottom, named after early settler S.S. Saunders. C-H-E-W-E-L-A-H in Stevens County is pronounced just like it looks, Chewila. It's another Native American name that reportedly means small striped snake. In western Kittitas County is a lovely little city spelled C-L-E space E-L-U-M and pronounced Clayellum. Named after the Indian word for swift water, its extra-wide streets are the result of the town founder's wife predicting that Clayellum would soon rival Pittsburgh in size and national importance. Sadly for her, but fortunately for Washington, a Pittsburgh of the West it is not. The Whitman County seat of C-O-L-F-A-X, Colfax, not Colfax, was renamed from Belleville after U.S. President Ulysses S. Grant's vice president, Shulier Colfax, in the 1870s. The Stevens County seat, spelled C-O-L-V-I-L-L-E, Colville, not Colville, was named for nearby Fort Colville of the Hudson's Bay Company, which was named for one of its governors, Andrew Colville. A nearby U.S. Army post that eventually became the site of today's city was run by a major Pinckney Logan Beale. It was known as Pinckney City and renamed Colville after the HBC left the area. Over to central Washington, the Okanagan County town of C-O-N-C-O-N-U-L-L-Y, which I've been pronouncing incorrectly for most of my adult life. Though it looks like Conconnelly, it's actually pronounced Conconnelly. It's named after a mispronounced Indian word meaning money hole on account of the rich supply of beaver in the area. In Franklin County lies a city spelled C-O-N-N-E-L-L and pronounced Connell, not Connell, which is named after a Northern Pacific Railroad employee. Grays Harbor County has a modern-sounding city spelled C-O-S-M-O-P-O-L-I-S, and no, it's not named after Kramer from Seinfeld. It's not even pronounced Cosmo. Cosmopolis is a portmanteau of two Greek words that roughly translate to City of the Whole World. It was named in 1853 by a French homesteader. Back to King County for number 20, this place name looks suspiciously like the capital of Iowa and is in fact spelled exactly the same, D-E-S space M-O-I-N-E-S. However, unlike the Midwestern home of the World Food Prize, Washington's version is either pronounced Des Moines or more colloquially, Des Moines. Either way, make sure you say the Moines part if you want to sound like a local. Okay, 20 down. A lot more to go. Let's take a break and look at some trivia questions. This is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> 
Each month we put out a new podcast and try to include a little something that's going to help make you a smarter, better Washingtonian. And this month is no different. Today's questions are all about Washington cities, so any lifetime resident worth his or her salt shouldn't have any problems answering these. As always, stay tuned through the end of the episode to find out if you got them right. Question one. What happened to Colonel Isaac N. Eby, one of the great pioneer settlers in Washington? You've got four choices on these multiple choice questions. Option A, he returned to the East Coast after failing to start several small businesses. B, he was kidnapped by British sailors and forced into their service. C, he ran for the territorial legislature until it was discovered that he had two wives. Or D, he was shot, decapitated, and had his head stolen by marauding Indians. Question two. What Native American word describes a place where girls were sent to undergo puberty rites? A. Quinault. B. Algoma. C. Moclips. Or D. Chapaca. Question three. What city and lake were not named for an Old Testament figure, as many Washingtonians believe? Was it Offutt Lake? Moses Lake? Pharaoh Lake? Or Hewitt Lake? And question four. What Skamania County town went through six name changes in its 169-year history? A. Stevenson, B. Carson, C. North Bonneville, or D. St. Helens? And question five, which should be a no-brainer if you live here. How did Puget Sound get its name? A. Was it a lieutenant with the Vancouver Expedition? B. A quartermaster with the Wilkes Expedition? C, a deckhand with the Juan de Fuca expedition. Or D, a bosun's mate with the Gray expedition. Remember to listen to the whole podcast episode to hear the answers at the end. And if you'd like to sponsor the Trivia Time portion of these podcasts, please reach out to me at eric, that's E-R-I-C-H, at WashingtonOurHome.com. Or visit the website, WashingtonOurHome.com, and click on Contact. Time to get back to our city pronunciation guide. We're in the E's already, so maybe a third of the way there. The Chelan County City, spelled E-N-T-I-A-T, is an adaptation of the Indian name for the nearby stream that joins the Columbia River, Entiatqua. So the city is pronounced Entiat. On my travels through Washington, I visited Entiat and discovered an amazing sculpture of a Native American on horseback greeting the morning sun. I later learned, thanks to noted Washington historian Larry Sabula, that the sculpture has an identical twin over in Spokane. Next up is a city spelled E-N-U-M-C-L-A-W that straddles the King-Pierce County line. This fierce-sounding city was named by an early homesteader after the Indian word for a nearby mountain that meant home of evil spirits. And honestly, every time I hear the name Enumclaw, I can't help but put it into a Pearl Jam song. <laughs> Moving to Grant County in the biblically named town of E-P-H-R-A-T-A, Ephrata, not Ephrata, boasted the only fruit orchard in the area when railroad surveyors first came through, so it was given the Hebrew name for Bethlehem, which means fruit region. In Yakima County, the town spelled H-A-R-R-A-H, which I just realized is a palindrome, could be mispronounced hurrah, when in reality it's Hera, just like the Vegas Casino. 
Hera was once called Saluskin in honor of a Yakima tribal chief until it was renamed for a local businessman. That didn't sit well with Chief Saluskin, who referred to Hera as Thief Town until his death. Aberdeen, Washington has an older, conjoined city to its west spelled H-O-Q-U-I-A-M, pronounced Hoquiam, not Hoquiam or Hoquiam. The city is another misspelling of a native term, meaning hungry for wood, due to the accumulation of driftwood at the river's mouth. The Pacific County city spelled I-L-W-A-C-O houses the Columbia Pacific Heritage Center and serves as the gateway to Cape Disappointment State Park, Fort Canby, and the Long Beach Peninsula. Pronounced Ilwaco, the salmon fishing community was renamed to honor a Chinook tribal elder after abandoning its first name, Unity. Even seasoned Washington state experts often pronounce this next town incorrectly, though I can't say I blame them. Most have never even visited the Ferry County community on the Colville Indian Reservation that's spelled I-N-C-H-E-L-I-U-M. I've heard educated scholars call it Inchilium, when anyone familiar with Eastern Washington or Native American heritage should know it's pronounced Inchilium. This next town looks like the word loan on a map, and admittedly, it is pretty isolated out in Ponderay County. I-O-N-E is pronounced Ione, after the name of the town's first postmaster in 1896, Ione Morrison. Here's a fun one for fans of Cairo Radio's late, great Ron and Don show. Ron had a way of pronouncing this city that made me laugh every time. Spelled I-S-S-A-Q-U-A-H, Ron would say it like a kung fu cry. Issaquah! Though the rest of us simply say Issaquah. It's a Native American word, to the surprise of no one, and the town used to be called Squawk, then Gilman, then Olney, before King County settlers, um, settled on the present name in 1890. Back to southeastern Washington's Franklin County to a town spelled K-A-H-L-O-T-U-S. Colotus is an Indian word meaning hole in the ground. The Cowlitz County city of K-A-L-A-M-A is tricky because other cities in Washington that start with K-A-L-A are pronounced clay. However, this important junction of surprising historical significance is pronounced Kalama, not Kalama or Klama. If you've often sped by on I-5, perhaps noting the towering totems standing watch over the Columbia River, I have bad news. The tallest totem has been felled due to dry rot. However, Kalama has two gems that are worth stopping to check out. First, the McMenamin's Kalama Harbor Lodge, an amazing place to stay over and recreate, which is located right next door to the second, the Port of Kalama's Transportation Interpretive Center. This high-quality museum full of interactive displays tells the story of Kalama, including the railroad car-carrying side-wheel steamship Tacoma, the first Washington homestead site of Oregon Trail pioneer Ezra Meeker, the transportation and fishing methods of the Cowlitz Indian tribe, the recovered wreckage of the tall ship Clan McGregor, and most recently, they've installed a full-size Northern Pacific rail car. Don't miss a chance to stop in for some history and heritage, all free of charge. Check out my video about the Port of Kalama's Interpretive Center at the Washington Our Home YouTube channel, or visit WashingtonOurHome.com and click the YouTube link. Half of Benton County's two-thirds of the Tri-Cities, you didn't know you were going to be taking a math test today, is made up of a city spelled K-E-N-N-E-W-I-C-K. No, it's not Kennewick, and it's not Kenwick, with a silent E in the middle like Bellevue. This one's another Indian word meaning grassy place, and it's pronounced Kennewick. 
And one more before we hit the halfway point, Spokane County has a small town spelled L-A-T-A-H, which could be Lata or Lata, but is in fact pronounced Lata. For the gruesome history of how Lata got its name, go back and listen to the trivia portion of Part 1, County Names Edition of our Washington State Pronunciation Guide. It was two episodes ago. Hey, we're halfway done. Seems like a good time for another commercial break. Do me a favor and pay close attention to this one. Something tells me you're going to need to remember it in the coming months. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Hmm, who knows if that'll ever come in handy. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? We've got a few M's to burn through, starting with a Grant County city that was once featured in an episode of The X-Files. M-A-T-T-A-W-A is pronounced Matawa, not Matawa, and David Duchovny's character Fox Mulder nailed it in Season 1, Episode 17, back in 1994. Look at this. Seven sightings in Matawa, Washington. Can you tell I was a huge fan? North-central Washington's Okanagan County has a town spelled M-A-Z-A-M-A, pronounced Mazama, even though it looks like it should be Mazama. I learned how to pronounce that after the legislature failed to expand I-5 south of Olympia due to the presence of a tiny protected creature called the Mazama Pocket Gopher. What it's doing down in Lewis County, I have no idea. Early residents named the town Mazama, thinking it was the Greek word for goat, after their nearby goat mountain. Turns out it's not Greek at all, it's Spanish for mountain goat. At least they got the meaning right. Up to King County, where the richest of the rich call home is a city spelled M-E-D-I-N-A. Named in 1892 after the holy city where the prophet Muhammad is buried, this affluent area is pronounced Medina, not Medina. That's why I'm foul, you don't play around with the funky cold Medina. You know what I'm saying? That Medina's a monster, y'all. Funky cold Medina. All the way across the state in Ponderay County is a town that once served as the setting for Kevin Costner's post-apocalyptic movie, No, the other one. No, not that one either. The Postman, starring, of course, Kevin Costner, and the late great Tom Petty. The town of M-E-T-A-L-I-N-E Falls, pronounced Medellin, not Medeline, served as the perfect backdrop on account of its absence of civilization. Side note, your fearless field guide once had a drink with Costner during the filming of that movie when I bumped into him at the Ram in Spokane. True story. The next one's an oft-mispronounced moniker that I feel needs to have a once-and-for-all clarification. The town and valley of M-E-T-H-O-W in Okanagan County is not pronounced Methow, nor is it pronounced Methow. It's pronounced Methow, as if the H is silent. It's named for the Indian tribe that once occupied the area. Another in a long list of M towns and cities is often mispronounced as Monsanto, after the agrochemical company that's apparently been poisoning us for over a century. 
The Grays Harbor County seat is actually pronounced Montesano and was first named Scammon after one of the first settlers. However, his wife, a devoutly religious woman, wanted the town named Mount Zion. Montesano was the compromise on which they settled. Snohomish County has a city name that's fun to say, if not spell. M-U-K-I-L-T-E-O spells Muckleteo, a variation of the Indian word for good camping ground. In Yakima County lies a quaint little town spelled N-A-C-H-E-S, which looks like Natchez, but is in fact pronounced Natchez. It's another native word that means plenty of water. And here's something you might want to remember. In Washington, there are a number of Native American named places that have a C-H-E-S or a C-H-E-S-S that are pronounced cheese. For example, going over Snoqualmie Pass on I-90, you'll pass a sign for Lake Cachise, spelled like Caches. It's right next to Lake Ketchulus, which of course looks like Kechulus. The way I remember them is if there's two ways to pronounce them, the one that looks right is probably wrong. North to a town spelled N-E-S-P-E-L-E-M in Okanagan County, Nespelem is an Indian word meaning flat land. In Whitman County is a city, a river, the official state waterfall, and a large general area of wheat country all named after the Indian tribe that inhabited the region. The Palouse tribe, spelled P-A-L-O-U-S-E, actually has a French spelling after the French-Canadian fur companies in the area mistranslated the tribal name into their own word that meant ground covered with short, thick grass, which also happened to be appropriate. Here's an interesting story out of Okanagan County. They have a city that was actually renamed by the very person who the city was named for. The settlement was established in 1895 as Nira, then changed to Ives Landing four months later. Five years later, it was renamed Nosler after Army Lieutenant Charles E. Nosler, who served in the Spanish-American War. When Nosler returned from the war, he renamed the city P-A-T-E-R-O-S after a town in the Philippines where he was stationed. It is pronounced Pateros. If you listen to part one of our epic Washington pronunciation guide, you'll already know that the Lewis County town spelled P-E space E-L-L is pronounced P-L, just like the two letters P and L. Or like someone who mishears a thick French pronunciation of the name Pierre. Arguably the most famously mispronounced city in Washington state, this Pierce County city was originally named Franklin by prolific Washington pioneer Ezra Meeker. It was changed, due to a preponderance of cities called Franklin popping up across the West, to reflect the name of the local Indian tribe. P-U-Y-A-L-L-U-P is correctly pronounced Puyallup. And you can even get away with saying Puyallup. What you can't get away with is saying Puyallup, Poyallup, or any other butchery of the name. The easiest way I remember it is the state fair held in the city once had the slogan, Do the Wallop in Puyallup. Another remnant from Part 1's trivia section has to do with a hyphenated city in Skagit County spelled S-E-D-R-O dash W-O-O-L-L-E-Y. What looks like Cedro is actually pronounced Cedro, and what looks like Wooly is actually pronounced Wooly, like a woolly mammoth. Cedro Wooly was once known as Bug Washington until townsfolk decided to name it after the Spanish word for cedar. 
Too bad they misspelled it with an S instead of a C. And the neighboring town, platted by P.A. Woolley, eventually decided to merge with Cedro in 1890. Up to Clallam County, where a strangely spelled city has been confounding Lavender Festival attendees for decades. Spelled S-E-Q-U-I-M, this adaptation of the Indian word for quiet water is pronounced squim, not sequim. The Lincoln County city, spelled S-P-R-A-G-U-E, does not rhyme with an inexpensive brand of spaghetti sauce. It's pronounced Sprague, not Sprague-U, named for General John W. Sprague, director of the Northern Pacific Railroad. I should mention that the Northern Pacific Railroad had a lot of influence in the history of Washington State, and I just found out that my great-grandfather, Walter Ebel, who was an engineer for the Northern Pacific, made it out here from Minnesota from time to time in the early 1900s. I'll be doing a podcast and presentation on the history of the Northern Pacific in Washington in the coming year, so keep an eye out for that. One of my top ten favorite towns in Washington lies on the shores of Puget Sound in Pierce County. Rich with history, heritage, and scenery, the town is spelled S-T-E-I-L-A-C-O-O-M, and it's often mispronounced Stylacum or even Stilicum, which is a little closer, but still wrong. Named after the Native American tribe who've inhabited the area for centuries, Stillicum has a fantastic tribal heritage center, as well as an authentic soda fountain and a candy shop, a vibrant farmer's market during the summer months, and a ferry terminal that takes passengers to Anderson, Day, Ketron, and McNeil Islands. Please check out Stillicum if you get the chance. You won't regret it. With nine cities left to go in our epic Washington State City Pronunciation Guide, let's take a quick break to answer this month's trivia questions from earlier in the episode. Question one was, what happened to Colonel Isaac Eby? Fort Eby, the state park near Point Partridge, midway on the west shore of Whidbey Island, Eby's Prairie, the site of the man's donation homestead, and Eby Slough, a tidal stream that drains into the Snohomish River north of Everett, commemorate one of the great early pioneers, Colonel Isaac Eby. A man of culture and education, he named Olympia, served as a government customs collector, first settled the Coopville area, and in 1850 founded Eby's Landing, a once thriving stop for Puget Sound commerce opposite Port Townsend. However, rather than his personal contributions to the territory's development, he is perhaps most remembered for his tragic death. On the night of August 11, 1857, Haida Indians from British Columbia, seeking face-saving revenge for an earlier defeat by the cannons of the USS Massachusetts, raided Whidbey Island. They pre-selected Eby as their victim, awakened him at his farmhouse, shot him, and decapitated him, and fled back to the Queen Charlotte Islands with his head. Several years later, the grizzly trophy was recovered by the Hudson's Bay Company and returned for burial with his body. Question two was, where were Native American girls sent when they went through puberty? And the answer is Moclips. The Grays Harbor town is named for a Quinault Indian word describing a place where maidens were sent to undergo puberty rites. Of course, it's also the punchline of one of my favorite Washington-themed jokes. What do you do when you run out of clips? You get Moclips. Question three was, what city and lake were not named for an Old Testament figure? And the answer, of course, is Moses Lake, named for Chief Moses, whose tribe camped on the lakeshore. The settlement of Nepal 
was renamed Moses Lake upon establishment of a post office in 1906 and subsequently altered to its present form to coincide with the lake name. The nearby Moses Cooley, carved out by an Ice Age glacier, was also named for Chief Moses, whose band wintered at the bottom of the cliff-sided valley near Douglas Canyon. Question four was, what Skamania County town went through six name changes, and the answer is North Bonneville. The area post office was established in 1851 and repeatedly changed names from Hamilton to Moffat Springs to Table Rock to Wacomic, after a local Indian chief, to Moffat's with its changing postmasters. The dwindling community, which enjoyed some resurgence with the construction of the Bonneville Dam, finally changed its name to capitalize on its location at the northern side of said dam. And question five was the no-brainer. How did Puget Sound get its name? Originally called Hwulge by the Indians, the sound bears the name of Peter Puget, a second lieutenant in Vancouver's expedition. From May 19th to the 29th of 1792, while Vancouver's sloop Discovery lay at anchor off Restoration Point on Bainbridge Island, Captain Vancouver and Lieutenant Joseph Baker in the ship's yawl traveled the passage west of Vashon Island. During the same 10-day period, the launch and cutter under the command of Lieutenant Peter Puget sailed south along the main channel. Vancouver's log reads as follows. Thus, by our joint efforts, we have completely explored every turning of this extensive inlet, and to commemorate Mr. Puget's exertions, the southern extremity of it I named Puget's Sound. The captain's charts show the name applied to the area south of the Tacoma Narrows, but in time the common usage and legal decisions resulted in the extension of the name, sans apostrophe, to the whole inland sea. You can get lots more city and town name history on the website, WashingtonOurHome.com. Just type in quiz in the search bar and you'll have lots more multiple choice questions to go through. Burning down the home stretch, we start with T-E-K-O-A in Whitman County. Looking like Tekoa, this biblically inspired city is even cited in published pronunciation guides as Tekoa when everyone who's anyone knows it's pronounced Tico. The A is silent. And though it's often thought to be a Native American word, it's actually named after a Hebrew word meaning settlement of tents found in the Bible's Old Testament. Another of my top 10 cities with a mysterious origin story is a city in Thurston County spelled T-E-N-I-N-O. Legend has it that a railroad line that used to run through was the 10-9-0, which is why the city is pronounced Tanino. But a book on the subject written by Tanino historian Richard Edwards reveals that it's actually a Native American word, the meaning of which is lost even to the tribal peoples who first spoke it. The city is named after the steamboat that brought the Northern Pacific to the area, and the boat was named after a word used by Indians in the area where the boat was built. You can get a copy of the naming of Tanino at their railroad museum, and be sure to check out the Sandstone Quarry Swimming Pool if you ever get the chance. The Yakima County city of T-I-E-T-O-N is not Titan, as it looks, but Tiaton, with three syllables. It takes its name from the Native American word meaning roaring water. I've heard this King County city, spelled T-U-K-W-I-L-A, pronounced Tukwila more times than I can count. It's actually pronounced Tukwila, and is, what else? An Indian word, meaning land of hazelnuts. Another Yakima County city with an Indian name is spelled W-A-P-A-T-O, pronounced Wapato, 
not Wapato or Wapato. It's an adaptation of the Chinook jargon word Wapatu, meaning potato. W-A-S-H-O-U-G-A-L, a city in Clark County, is pronounced Washougal, not Washougal. It's, surprise, surprise, a Native American word, meaning rushing water. Lewis and Clark actually named the place Seal River when they first came upon it because there were seals all over the place. And at some point it was changed to Parker's Landing before getting its current name. The Adams County town of W-A-S-H-T-U-C-N-A gets its name from a Palouse Indian chief named Washtukna. Clark County's Y-A-C-O-L-T could leave readers thinking the emphasis is on the second half of the word, but it should be on the first. Yakult is named after an evil children-stealing Indian spirit. And finally, finally... We come to the city spelled Z-I-L-L-A-H in Yakima County. This one's pretty easy. It sounds just like it looks. Zilla, with the emphasis on the zil. If you ever visit, one of my favorite things about the place is that there's actually a religious institution in town called the Church of God, and it has a giant bipedal lizard sculpture standing out front. The reason? Why, it's the Church of God. Zilla, of course. Of course. Holy smokes, was that a long one or what? Let's see, did we answer all the questions for which I promised you answers? Well, almost. Electric City was born during the construction of Grand Coulee Dam, and it was intended to be a model city that ran entirely on electricity. The 1934 name stuck. The all-electric concept did not. University Place was supposed to be the home of the University of Puget Sound. However, even though the home of the loggers ended up in neighboring Tacoma instead, the original name stuck. Auburn, Washington was originally platted as the town of Slaughter, after Lieutenant William A. Slaughter, who, during the Indian Wars of 1855 and 56, was, um, well, slaughtered. The morbidity of the name, however, didn't sit well with the residents. The local hotel, for example, was called the Slaughterhouse. So they renamed the town in 1893, after Auburn, New York. And no, the town of Hump Tulips is not named after the bizarre and unsettling hobbies of its residents. It is, as one would expect, an adaptation of a Native American word, meaning either chilly region or hard to pull, with either being a fitting description for the nearby river. Next month, we're going to take a look at one of Washington's many storied shipwrecks and find out why it was allowed to remain on Damon Point for decades before the state finally came in and made it disappear in 2005. Please take a quick second to rate this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Blueberry, or whatever podcasting listening service you use. More ratings helps more people find the podcast and helps us spread the word. A five-star rating would be much appreciated. And be sure to subscribe for new episodes featuring stories from Washington State's history, heritage, and culture. And follow Washington Our Home on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There's lots of great content on YouTube, and if you're looking for scenic pictures from around the state, you can find many of those on the Pinterest pages. I hope you enjoyed this month's episode. Two months from now will be the Grand Final, Native American names in Washington State, and there are more than a few of them. Until then, you can reach me at Eric... E-R-I-C-H, at WashingtonOurHome.com to send feedback, ask questions, or just say hello. I'm your fearless field guide, Eric Ebel, and I'll see you somewhere in Washington. Washington.